Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your family's Glark? What the heck? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What is your family's offbeat recipe that's on your Thanksgiving table that nobody quite knows why it's on the table? It just always shows up on the table. 651-641-1071. Why are we asking this, Bradley? Because I came across this article this week. Uh, We'll get to that in just a moment. But I came across this article earlier this week on cupofjoe.com. And it t- the headline was like, Thanksgiving question, what's your Glark? And I was like, what? I ain't never heard of no Glark. Like, I don't think I have one. I do like the uh, Thanksgiving, you know, and uh, I like eating food mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. So I read this article um, and the author says, in our family, my mom served orange Glark. And it appeared on the Thanksgiving table right alongside the turkey and stuffing. Its presence wasn't questioned or even really discussed. And then uh, in its 20-year tenure, uh, the author goes on to say, no one ever uttered, I love, uh, well, I won't give this away because that's kind of what it is. Why is this even called, Clark, the uh, author notes? Okay. What they're really saying is there's this dish on our Thanksgiving table that is just atypical of anything you'd see on a you know, traditional Thanksgiving table. Mm -hmm. And our family just took it for granted that this was totally normal. And I was like, you know what? I bet there are a lot of families who have something on the Thanksgiving day table that is unusual. Um, I will say my family was pretty boring in this regard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would maybe have been unusual that we had a very nice olive and pickle selection on mm-hmm. our turkey day table, but that's not really that unusual. No. So, um, Glark, however, the thing that was unusual for this author, by the way, 651-641-1071, what's a weird thing on your dinner table for Thanksgiving? Glark is apparently a molded jello dish hmm. with canned pineapple and mandarin oranges suspended inside the jello. So it's basically just a jello mold. Does this one have like carrots and junk in it? Too? Doesn't say. There's not like a recipe for okay. it. Okay. That's so funny. But that for them, you know, like I don't I don't think jello salad is a Thanksgiving staple, clearly. I mean, some people serve it. It's not unusual, or maybe it's not unheard of. Right. right? Um but I'm like, I bet families have these weird things. You know, I've heard of, you know, whether it's if you're an Italian family, you might have certain things on your Thanksgiving table. Um, oftentimes, if we had a family Thanksgiving, it was lasagna, like uh, an extended family Thanksgiving, yep. because it was easier to prepare than a than turkey. a turkey. But 
That's about the extent of our, our family. We uh, we do have like I it immediately jumped to my mind what our version of this offbeat recipe is that's always on the table. What's that? And I don't even know that anybody gets really excited about it except for my mom and me. Um, but it's been in our family since I can remember, and it doesn't have a name. It's not Glark, but it is a Jello salad. Oh, and it's like a lime. Okay, you're gonna like gag at the sound of it, but it's so good. Okay, it's lime Jello, and then there's also cream cheese and cottage cheese in it. Oh, is it like and a- walnuts and crushed pineapple? Is it like the um, like don't they call it like fluff? Or maybe not fluff, but uh. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but it's not fluffy. It literally, it like congeals like a regular oh. jello and you do it like in a jello mold. Okay. You flip it over and it has like the ring in the middle. We don't have, but we always have it on the table. We yeah. always have. It's just, it's, it's our thing. And Jamie's, I love it. Jamie's family, they do the, which I just became an instant fan of the, um, dried beef dip. Oh Yeah. I remember when I tried to make it for you that one yeah. time, and it was very salty. It was very salty. I did it wrong, I think. Uh, but let's go to the phones. Haley's on the line. Hi, Haley. What is the uh, offbeat recipe that you your family has on the table for Thanksgiving? Hi, so Haley. every year for Thanksgiving, oh, hi. 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 Um, every year for Thanksgiving, we do burgers, homemade French fries, and homemade chocolate milk. Wow. I love How that. long have you been doing that for? Um, over 10 years, my mom was a single parent, so a giant turkey and stuffing just never got fully eaten. So we decided that we're sick of having leftovers for three weeks, and what is a meal that we all like? So. Oh my I God, love I that. love that. So burgers, homemade French fries, and chocolate malts. That sounds amazing. I know. I, I kind of want to come to your Thanksgiving, Haley. <laughs> Thank- yeah, it's pretty good. Thank you for calling. I will say, you know, similar to you with the lasagna, we do all the traditional stuff and similar yeah. to Haley with the burgers and the fries. My kids don't get excited about the the Thanksgiving meal in the same way that I did growing up. Yeah. So like I started last year, we talked about this, I think last year, I gave them like the option. Oh, that's right. I said, like, didn't we, like, what sh- do you want? Yeah, but like, traditional. but I did ask them again this year and they were like, will you make homemade noodles? Because oh, I make yeah. homemade noodles. I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. And then um, uh, the twins asked for, I can't remember now. I got to go back and ask them. But my twins asked for something too. And I was like, sure, yeah, we can do that. You know, sometimes I think we get so stuck in the, it has to be just these things that like, it is kind of fun to throw something weird on the table every once in a while. Well, I've gotten to the point in my old age where I just, don't feel the need to do a turkey dinner. I think we talked a little bit about this probably in years past where I eat turkey on the regular. I was just looking at my lunch thing to see if I had turkey today, mm-hmm. but it's not uncommon for me to eat turkey in a week. Right. Um, and so I don't really look forward to eating turkey on Thanksgiving. I do enjoy all the side dishes and things, but I'm all for like, I tr- I keep trying to give my mother the hint like, you don't need to do this. Yeah. But she really likes turkey dinner every year. So mm-hmm. no, and you're right. Like you, you know, you eat turkey a lot. I eat, I don't actually eat turkey as much as I have in other times of my life. But one thing that people just in general, I think eat more of now than they did back when we were kids is sweet potatoes. Oh, for sure. So like having sweet potatoes oh, on the yeah. table, isn't all that exciting. Not at all. Um, so, you know, you do start to review the, the holiday yep. table and think, what? Why do we have to have all these things? Like, I would much rather do like a big like rib roast or right? something, like a beef rib roast. Because when have you ever had that? You know what I think it would be fun. Okay, oh, we're like dirty traveling looks. back 
to the seventies. But like to me, one of the most fun meals to do fondue. Yes. Oh my god, you were literally I'm dead serious. Fondue. That's hilarious. We do meat fondue like in an oil. Yeah. It, and it is so much fun, and it takes forever, and you <laughs> sort of just sit there and you nibble when you nibble, and then yeah. you talk a lot, and it's like the perfect thing for a meal that you want to extend. I don't know. That would be fun. Let's go to Jenny. She'll have the final word. Hi, Jenny. What's your weird recipe that you have on your family table? Um, so it's called the pink stuff. That's what the recipe card okay. has. The pink stuff. <laughs> and grandma's grandma's tradition, and it is cherry jello. So on your jello route, cherry jello, heavy whipping cream, cool whip, and pear juice. So the juice from like oh. a can of pears. Wow. So it's it's like creamy, but gritty uh, uh, super healthy do you like it <laughs> um i do um now that i you know I'm over the years like trying to ration out what i'm eating i wouldn't say i put as large of a scoop but you have to have the pink stuff the so pink stuff's the best that's awesome. Gotta have the gotta have the pink on the plate. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Jenny. I love the pink food group. I love how we've had three Jello references in That's, this segment. This is one of the things, I, and I. This is my. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. The New York Times, when they said that we were famous for grape salad, yeah. they got it all wrong. We are. We are artists of Jello salad. My favorite in Minnesota. is the one that's got the marshmallows and yes. the mandarin oranges and the Cool Whip. It's so good. Yeah, but or, that, or the, the crushed pineapple. The Jello mm. salad is Minnesotan through and through. Yeah, and I wish that they understood that about us. Yeah. We can do miraculous things with Jello. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Paul McGuire Grimes is going to tell us miraculous things about what's in theaters and what is streaming uh, right after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One Zero Seven One. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies has joined us on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and Hello, Paul McGuire Grimes. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. We're so happy to have you here. So the first thing that people are talking, everybody's talking about, is uh, Charlie's Angels in Theater. Yeah. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. It's one of the, like many many new releases opening in theaters this weekend like there's no shortage of new movies in theaters and if right. you come to me saying i don't know what to see you're like there's nothing in theaters right now i'm like you're not looking right there's a lot there's anyway, plenty charlie's angels this is the latest installment there's kristen stewart naomi scott ella balinska as the as the new set of angels working under elizabeth Banks is Bosley. Mm -hmm. And Naomi Scott plays this young, um, she works at this technology firm and she's got this little device that isn't quite ready to be put into the market and produced. But of course, her CEO wants to get out there and then there's other criminals that get involved and now she's on the run and Charlie Angels tried to come help her and recruit her. Does this, uh, well, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Does this movie fulfill your Charlie's Angels wants and desires? I would say no. Oh. Here's what's... I like that we... I don't think... I think it's perfectly fine that we have a new Charlie's Angels. And I love that Elizabeth Banks is... You know, she wrote, directed it. And I love... You know, action a female at action flick, written and directed by a woman, is fantastic. It's yeah. great that we have that. What I think she is not... I think what's missing is something to kind of set 
this apart as like than a generic spy movie or a generic mm-hmm. action movie. I didn't necessarily care for these characters. Interesting. I didn't really care for the story. And nothing about this was new outside of just it being another Charlie's Angels movie, which then isn't necessarily new to begin with. Right. And this does live within the world of the other Charlie's Angels and the TV show. Like all those other angels are mentioned in this. Oh, I was gonna say, do they have callbacks? They I mean a little bit. Uh Patrick Stewart's character is Bosley as well, and he's retiring. So when they're kind of going over his career that you seek Photos of like him with Drew Barrymore and Farrah Fawcett, you know, like that kind of implication that these latest angels are just kind of in line. Well, in and next that's in line. the thing that's really cool about Charlie's Angels, and we've talked about this with other um, different, you know, movies or storylines or TV shows, like Doctor Who, for example, that the plot is set up in such a way, or you know, all the 007 yeah. movies, it, the plot is set up in such a way that it, that other people can embody those main characters, right. which allows that to carry on through generations. Mm-hmm. And I think what is interesting about these new... I, they're all young actresses. Um, Kristen Stewart, I think, is probably the best of the three and will surprise everyone. She plays kind of like the wild child, but also very goofy. It's like a comedic side for her, which I was not expecting wow. from Kristen Stewart. And she's really funny in it. She was like the only highlight for me and the only kind of angel that I felt like had a personality or was different. So then why do you feel like it was you know came up short? I think because the rest of it is so generic. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of knew what was going to happen throughout kind of knew what the twist was going to be predictable and there's a lack of chemistry between them you know i think drew barrymore or even cameron diaz and lucy lou the three of them were already distinguished actresses that right. knew what their brands were and then could bring that to their angels and there was a chemistry they were friends working together in this i didn't feel like that i didn't feel that connection between them and i do have to say i'm not familiar with the other two actors so actresses. naomi scott who was essentially like the lead if you will um she was jasmine in the aladdin remake okay so yeah, and I I did not know the other actress Ella Belinska. Yeah, um, I you know, and you'll recognize some of the other men in the movie as well. Matt Faxon's in it, Sam Claflin. So you'll recognize a lot of faces in it. But after a while, I was like, what's different about this? Yeah. Why do I care about this? What's missing? And I thought banter, chemistry, mm. interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm asking pretty much in a Charlie's Angels movie. But I don't at the know same that you time, are because the last one really was kind of delightful to watch. Right? Yeah. So I don't think you are asking uh, too much for it. But I will say. I, I give um, kudos to Elizabeth Banks for her commitment, um, like so many f- female filmmakers right now, right. to kind of a female-driven, strong exactly. and full of females. There is that theme in it, too, that this girl power theme, and that it comes in all sh- sorts of shapes and sizes and careers. I yeah. mean, she highlights a lot of that in this movie, it is, and especially at the end, you'll see a lot of cameos from other women in the industry and the world of pop culture and news that we know yeah. and recognize, and you're like, yep, she's a Charlie's Angels because of how cool and empowering she is. So how many tickets? So two and a half out of five. All right, so maybe like, I can wait for you streaming. You can wait. You know, I'm not, in, I'm not wanting another one, if you will, with these characters. Yeah. So walk if you feel like it. Yeah. Maybe put Don't on some run. Farrah Fawcett instead. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Go b- throw back. Well, okay. The other thing that everybody can watch streaming from their very own TVs uh, with Apple TV is... The Morning Show. Yes. So, you know, we've got all these new streaming services right now. So I wanted to check out The Morning Show because it comes with a massive cast. 
Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, and they lead this morning news show, much like today's show. And the, the premise of the show starts with the fact that he is then ousted for sexual misconduct. And now she is left wondering, what do I do with this show? This is my show now and how she has to fight for her voice to be heard as her contract is nearing its end. Mm-hmm. You also have this hot mouth reporter from Virginia, played by Reese Witherspoon, who gets noticed for a viral video. And the network is like, do we want her to replace Steve Carell? What do we want to do with her? And how does her own brand kind of come into play? here and it tackles some very heavy themes heavy themes and also totally timely totally timely where i'm like i'm watching this show and i'm thinking how much of this is ripped from the today show exactly. and the matt lauer the charlie rose storylines and you get into the nitty-gritty of what goes on behind the scenes at a show like this yeah. and it very much it reminded me of the newsroom the aaron sorkin show on hbo a couple years ago that kind of tackled that inside the industry look mm-hmm. and i mean they throw a lot out at the audience within this you know, I think there's five or six episodes that have aired so far. So this airs every Friday. It's one episode at a time. Apple TV Plus, you can get a week free or pay four ninety nine a month for mm-hmm. it. And I think it's totally worth it. Colin, yeah. you said you watched the first episode. I did. I watched the first episode and half of the second episode. And, you know, the, exactly what you said. It feels very ripped from the headlines. There's And there's so much going on in the sense that, like, there's a lot of different levels it plays on. And it makes you think about, for example, how much of those morning shows are news and how much of them are entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and what do those shows need? Yes. Do we need journalists? Do we need commentators? Do we need entertainers? What voices do we need? And how is everyone? fighting for their own jobs about what is right. You've mm-hmm. got the network head, you've got the show executive producer, you have Billy Crudup, uh, Mark Duplass, Google Mabathara, and then even later on, we see Marsha Gay Harden, Mindy Kaling, mm-hmm. like these huge names that just pop up and not necessarily playing themselves either. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of money thrown at Apple TV right now, but watch it. Yeah. I'm giving it four and a half out of five. I'm really excited to finish it because I'm really invested. And there's different hooks at the end of each episode. They're like, well, now what's going to happen? Now I got to keep watching this show. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Check out his website, his YouTube channel. Uh, Follow him on social media. And uh, you'll be on Twin Cities Live today. Yes, I will. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us again. We'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots on My Talk 107.1. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present. CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes. In the state of Florida. 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 Uh, that where is shall not we go? where we shall go first. We are going to Little Rock. Arkansas. Oh, Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. And that is where we are. So, you know, here's the thing. You know how it is when you order up strippers at a party. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you want the stripper to be dressed as a um, oh, that's my favorite, police yeah. officer. Or like a, um, yeah, clown. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never seen a clown stripper, but that's That'd fine. Be kind of an untapped market. Um, but what if actually you were at a regular club? And your um, police officer just turned into a stripper. 
Oh, that'd be kind of awesome. Uh, maybe. Wait, I'd like what? for you to open up this uh, article and hit play and then tell me if you still feel like this is Whoa! awesome. Um, I want to introduce you to <laughs> Officer Sebron Hackett. Who was highly intoxicated at Discovery Nightclub on October 13th, and um, he caught attention of his fellow club goers by removing all of his clothes and behaving like a helicopter. Just kidding. I don't know if he was doing that, but he was dancing naked. He was naked dancing at the club. Inebriated. He is hammered. And also, that's not a strip club. No, that's the thing that I said. Oh, okay. He showed up at the club and then... I just assumed you meant strip no, club. No, not a strip club. So that's the other thing that'll make you stand out is when you're naked and no one, and else, no is. one else is. Yeah. Um, he if was there in, ain't a pole, don't you might want to stay... Get on that? A mole. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I was trying to think something rhymey. But anyway, uh, that is a yep. naked man. It, highly inebriated. I also um, love, can I just say that the like mosaic that they apply to his naked bits yeah. covers way more than it needs to. Like yeah. they have it all the way up his back. I'm like, really? But did you want to see more? I mean, I'm just saying like <laughs> overabundance of caution. Yeah. Um. He, uh, as because this, you know, was passed around. Uh, and ended up in the sergeant's hands. Okay. Uh, at which point, that's what she said. Um, he, Officer Hackett, has been couldn't uh, hack it. Couldn't hack it anymore. He's been suspended for thirty days. That's probably a good idea. He uh, did not commit a crime. Which did he not commit a crime? Is it? He didn't commit a crime. Is it apparently quite legal in Little Rock to be naked in an establishment where? Nudity is not. Well, let's go party in Little Rock, right? Um, yeah, I it, it or at least Hackett was not charged what's with a song? crime. Something about a stripper in Little Rock. No, what's that old song? Dun, 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 in Little Rock, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the, the real sad part about this story is that he did drive himself home after that. Which, uh, that is not. Have, I mean, he could barely. No, that walk. is actually a crime. He has declined to comment. By the way, if you want to know what he's dancing to, because you can probably see he's got a lot of rhythm there, uh, it's Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Wow. Basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. I love Holly's judging Holly. from afar. Basic. So basic. Uh, what do you got, trainer? Okay, let us travel along, shall we, to Argentina. Oh, perfect. International. Yeah, in fact, um, okay, you know how people are pregnant? I mean, yeah, I learned about that when I was like eight, I think. Well, <laughs> when people are pregnant, like, how do you know that? Well, usually, you know, and by the way, don't ever say anything if you haven't actually seen a child emerging from a human. Yeah. Um, but typically, evidence of that would be a uh, large uh, belly area. Yeah, like you have like a, a rounded pregnant, mound. A rounded mound. Wasn't that a restaurant with peanuts on the floor? <laughs> I wish. Rounded mound. Don't, don't I think bring it's that also, up. I miss the peanuts on the floor at the ground round. It's also like a nursery rhyme. 
um, that has nothing to do with pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you about one particular woman who had the rounded mound, and she was on a bus traveling between two Argentine uh, provinces. And that's according to law enforcement officials. Well, if I'm saying that's according to law enforcement officials, that means probably there was a crime involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it has to do with her pregnancy, her illegal pregnancy. Her illegal pregnancy? Yes, her pregnancy was literally illegal. I mean, I thought that maybe we had had some progress where we didn't, you know, call pregnancies legitimate or illegitimate or illegal or criminal. Well, uh, this has nothing to do with cable news. This has everything to do with... Uh, something that actually happened in Argentina. So imagine this. This is how different the world is calling. Yeah. Here is this woman with a pr- uh, rounded mound. A is rounded that what you mound call is what I call it. She's a rounded mound. Term. She's on a bus traveling between two provinces. It'd be like states. So imagine you're on a bus from uh, was Minnesota to North Dakota. Okay. And at some point, there's a security checkpoint. Because, you know, the world is a scary place. It, is. it can be, yeah. So they pulled over this bus and they made people get out. And they started touching her belly. I, I they hope they asked very, first. Very, I hope they asked first. Very invasive. And um, that's shocking, isn't it? It's really sad. It is her body, her choice. Right? Well, you're absolutely right. It is her body and her choice. The problem is her choice was not to get pregnant. She was not pregnant. That was not a pregnancy belly. That was not a ground round mound round or whatever you said. Rounded mound. Mm. Oh, had she, she just had some Chipotle? No, it was not a food baby. Okay. It was a weed baby. She was carrying four kilos of marijuana in oh her belly. Oh my gosh. So they have to get in there to get it out? Okay, do you remember when you were a kid and you wanted to pretend you were pregnant? You'd put a basketball under your shirt. That's what she did with oh. weed and glued it to her body. Oh, girl. She had a, um, I will say, unlike, you know, you and I, when we were trying to pretend to be pregnant, uh, when we were kids, why I did, I don't know, shocking. I, everybody does. Everybody does. I also used to like, anyway, um, <laughs> She actually put the weed inside a fake belly and glued oh. the fake belly onto her body. I mean, I will so give that her credit. Was she work. worked on that. Yeah. Um, but the good news is they they uh, delivered the her narco okay. pregnancy. Oh. And um, took her into custody and uh, also took her false belly. I mean, into custody. That well. is a lumpy baby. I mean, honestly, if you saw that, wouldn't you be like, ma'am, ma'am? Yeah. It's lumpy. Ma'am. She could have done better. Ma'am. Also, yeah, no, she could have done better, honey. Yeah, she could have done a lot better. Okay. I would have done better. Yeah. Do you know, do you do you wonder how many people do that and get away with it, though? Yes. I seriously do. Because, like, okay, for example, if I were going to run drugs from here to Texas. Oh, here. This is good. Everybody who's yeah. got a plan, that's a big drug up. corridor, yeah. right? From mm-hmm. here to the south. Isn't yep. that a big drug corridor? Mm-hmm. I, I know things. Um, we could just get you a pregnancy belly, mm-hmm. fill it up with drugs, mm-hmm. glue it onto you, and ain't nobody going to do nothing yeah, with Yeah, here's us. what would trip them up, though. I'm too old for that. I'm too old. I don't know that. You could be like, how dare you imply that I am too old to be they pregnant? They would look at my ID and know. 
But you could still have a um, geriatric birth. I mean, it would be super geriatric. My, my, my grandma had my mom when she was 45. Really? Yeah. It's impressive. I mean, I know it happens. I'm just saying it would be. I'm just saying. I the, think it this would, is a it would be strategy. less suspicious if it were a younger person that we. Why are we making a plan to run drugs right now? In case this job doesn't oh, work out. Got it. Thank you. Actually, good point. How um, dare you? That is offensive. <laughs> okay, for our next story, we are going to Cornell University. Okay, tell me while I watch Donnie eat fries. Uh, oh, wonderful. Okay, we are going to Ithaca, New York. Ithaca's gorgeous. It's beautiful this time of year. Um, they have a brand They have a brand new um, library at Cornell University. Aren't you excited to hear about that? Yes, absolutely. Um it was designed by a man. Do you know how I know this? It was designed by a man. That seems a little sexist. I know, but how do, do you, you know, know how I know this? Because one of the floors of this library, like the second floor, yeah, is made of glass that you can see through. Wait, say that again. The second floor of the library is made of glass that you can see through. So when you're on the first like the floor, it's so floor? exciting. Yeah, it's so cool. When you're on the first floor, you can just lean back and look up at the people above you. And if somebody's wearing a skirt, you can see things. That's nasty. I do not know how that got through. Who wants to see somebody's, you know. That's nasty. <laughs> okay. Can you believe that? Nobody wants the to see that your Arby's library. order. Okay. Up close. You, the. The student library has a glass floor. How did that even happen? That's that is I'm, a joke. That's what I'm saying. That man should be arrested. Was that a pervert who did that? I mean, that had to go through some people. That Well, that had to go through some other men. Because no man. I mean, or gay man for that matter. Because I feel like we'd have your back. You guys, this thing is going to get shut down because that's not the only thing that's a problem with this. Um, there's also like a metal grate for a floor. And in order for students to get up on some of the higher shelves, they have to climb up on ladders that are stood on this metal grate. I mean, it's this is the worst design ever. This person should be fired. Yeah, I'm surprised it was like greenlit. It's unbelievable. But again, the floor, the see-through floor. So the like upskirt convention is going to be holding yes. their uh, annual get together. I mean, pervs. <laughs> like, hey, can you imagine looking down and just seeing guys like, hey, 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 yes, hey, hey, hey. I would never. There's, I oh. also Dear not females. a flattering angle for anybody. Really, that's true. Especially if you look down. Have you ever looked down into a mirror before? Ooh, it's not a flattering this. angle. It's like when you open your phone and the camera is worse to you. Oh, I God. seriously, you're like, I, oh. I know when I accidentally hit FaceTime on my computer and I'm like in my nasties, like in my nasties. <laughs> I mean, what like the heck does in that my mean? gross clothes after work, like sitting back on the Ooh, couch with all my chins it. just hanging, okay. you know, <laughs> and like. I hit FaceTime by accident. I panic before I'm like close. For me, it's like when I'm in bed and I'm looking at my phone, and then I'll open the like camera to take a picture of the dog, and it's like, oh Oh, god, nobody needed to see that. Have a chin that wide. Awful. All right, well that was fun. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play the Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. 
you can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.